still alive in your 70s and you're not making a metal album, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? What are you knitting? You're knitting for your grandchildren? <laughs> fuck off and make a metal album or get out of my face, grandma. Hi, this is an intro. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to OK Fine, I'll Watch It, the podcast where I, your host, Rahat Sani, discuss incredibly popular media that I've never seen before and I'm watching for the very first time with someone who loves it. On today's episode, we're talking about one of the most loved movie series of all time, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, with game screenwriter, voice actor, fellow podcaster, and dear friend, Aaron Moy. So get ready, pack your elvish bread, and maybe check if Gollum is following you, because a journey awaits. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Oh, so good. I'm so, so excited that we get to hang out today and not only discuss a a very famous film series, but that I get to discuss it with you. I'm oh. I'm hyped. I'm over the moon. Because tell me, honestly... Like, you have all of the books, and did you read all of the books? Yeah, well, it was off to the races. I watched the films first, and then I was just like, does anyone have the book? And my dad had the book. So <laughs> the good book. The good book. <laughs> um, so if you think the Bible was a long read, meet Lord of the Rings, essentially. <laughs> Dude, you're talking, you're talking to the wrong girl. I haven't read either. <laughs> Not even real, close. Real, Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, it was, um, it wasn't, th he didn't have the three separated books. He just had this giant one that had all of the books in there. Oh my God. How thick yeah. was that book? Well, I, I showed it to you. It was like. Oh, yes. Yes, you did. Yes. For, for those that don't know, the fun thing about this episode, now that it's legal to see other humans again, I was actually able to watch all of these films with Aaron, which is yes. so, so <laughs> exciting. And thank God for that, because I think I would have had a hard time finding these films on any online platform. And you had the DVDs, which is great news for me, because I don't want to buy anything if I can avoid it. Uh, I think Lord of the Rings has made enough money. I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna sure. go. I'm gonna go ahead and just put that out there. They probably have made enough money. I don't think they need my dollars. So you've read the books or the book, the good book, the, the Lord's book. book, the uh, Lords of the Lords. Of exactly. The of the and you also have watched all of the movies. I'm assuming many, many, many times. Yeah. So let's start with this. I know that so much happens in these movies, plot wise. And there's so much to discuss in, in, in just in a lot of ways. But let's start with why do you love these movies? What about Lord of the Rings tugs at your heartstrings or brings you back? Oh, wow. Um, I didn't think this question would be so hard to answer, but there is a lot of thing that goes into it. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to say just the physical world itself. I think it's like Lord of the Rings, I think is like, a master class at like environmental storytelling mm. it's just like each place is so specific um and has their own like e like you don't get two places confused really because there's lots of different areas and ju just the way they use like new zealand in the mo movie so yeah. beautiful everything is just so beautiful and they they had you know tolkien wrote 
an entire ass universe. Like we did not see like half the places that we wrote or that he wrote in the entire like three movies. Right. Right. There's so many places that weren't even like in the Lord of the Rings, but are in his other works. So it's, it's totally crazy. Yeah. I, I, the part I enjoy the most. I I totally get that. Cause I was thinking that when I think they went to one of the places, the dead marshes or something, I was like, I was like, every place has these like, like, I mean, for lack of a better word, ridiculous, like, backstory to it. And, like, there's always, like, a, oh, well, you can't go here because this thing happens there. And that was happened there because of this. And there's so much backstory. And, like, of course, you can tell these are movies that are based on books. And I'm sure there's so much in the books that is not even in the movies. And, like, starting off with the very first one, dude, I mean, I was in it and like buckled in and ready for it. But even so, I was like, this is so much fucking backstory at the beginning of one movie. <laughs> like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like there's, I was like starting to take notes and I was like, oh my God, I've like filled up half a page of notes before I even, this is the first bit of the movie. They haven't even, they haven't even introduced any characters yet. Kate Blanchett's still doing the prologue. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait, 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 hang on. So what happened after that? That guy died from his finger being cut off. Are you for real right now? <laughs> like it was a lot, it was a lot, but I mean, I did enjoy the world. I think there's a lot, there's like a lot to be to be enjoyed in in the beautiful environmental storytelling, like you put it. It's just, it's a masterclass, I think, for many in, in how to use an environment to tell um, a story. And also, I can't imagine the, reading the descriptions. Like, thank God I did not read these books because I cannot imagine reading the descriptions of every place because I, I, can, I can assume it probably took like pages. Well, well, Tolkien, you know, he gets down to like the detail of the tree bark that is like to the left of Frodo and, you know, the sap that is dripping down it or whatever. And oh, there's a little like insect. So he gets very, he's just like, so this is what the molecule of the tree looks (laughs) like. Here's the chemical breakdown (laughs) of the fucking tree sap. No, thanks, Tolkien. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, I... I have tried watching these movies in the past. That's something I want to admit right off the bat is this is uh, it is an okay fine. I'll watch it because I've tried to watch it and I did not make it through. And the main reason is that I was high. This has happened more than once where I'm like, I tried to watch this thing, but I was high and I fell asleep. (laughs) Um, This keeps happening on the podcast. But this time I was watching it with friends from theater school and it was like a bunch of a lot of them were boys and they were really into the like really into the movie. It was the first one and they were we were starting it. And I remember that I was high and like giggly. And I couldn't stop laughing at the whole thing because in my life, I have seen more parodies of high fantasy than I have seen actual high fantasy. Like I have seen high fantasy being made fun of a lot more. And so when I hear someone be like, this is Gimli, son of Goin, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. This is ridiculous. And I was well, we'll like, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. But like we'll when I hear, that. when I hear like, you know, ridiculous names or the, just the, the seriousness with which the characters and the story is be, like, are, are being told. Like to me, especially in an inebriated state, it was hilarious. And so I kept joking about it. And then I remember at one point I pointed out something. I was like, Hey, um, you know, it's no it's no surprise that I'm not that into this movie. Every person I've seen on screen so far is a white man. And a white man in the room, an actual alive white man next to me, um, 
was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, but I was like, no, there's just no people of color in this story. And he's like, well, there's the orcs. And I said, huh? You think you can say that to my face? The monster things that gross, snivelly monster things, the violent, mindless monster things. Those are people of color. Now I could name drop right now, but I don't think I need to. Dox him. Let's do it. That's dox him. <laughs> yeah, That's dox him. It's okay. He moved to England. It's fine. Um, but I, <laughs> I was like, this is insane that you said that to my face. Say it behind my back, at least. Jesus. Horrible. Horrible. And truly. Th- like I, I. Like, even if he was saying that as a joke, that's that's horrible. It's not that's, a joke. That's worse. It's that's not worse. a joke. It's not yeah. a joke. It's not... Yeah, why... I don't understand, like, why... Why say, say it? Why say that? Why say that? Why, why say that? Why, why are you thinking that? Yeah. Like, why, why does that and register that's, in your And brain? that's the next thing. Why does that thought occur? And I think it's because it's intentional. I actually thoroughly believe that the orcs in Lord of the Rings are coded as people of color. And I had this thought over and over and over and over again as we were going through the three movies because I could not stop seeing the fact that, A, all the humans are white everywhere. Like, all in throughout this entire universe all the humans are white and the fucking elves are like like nazi looking first of all like and somebody was like the elves are fair and i was like did hitler write this like what's happening right now they're all blonde and they're all so pale they're almost invisible but then then you get to the orcs the only beings in the entire series that are not light-skinned and they have large nostrils and they're animalistic and they're violent and they're gross and i was like these are coded intentionally as people of color and if i'm getting that you can't tell me it's not true and like you know what? It may not be written in. No, maybe they weren't like, let's piss off black people. Like maybe they didn't write that into the script. But if I got it, I think it's still valid. I think it's totally valid. And you know what? Like watching it over this time, especially, I was just like, I, I, I noticed I noticed things more. Yeah. And my presence I does think, that to people. <laughs> well, well, not just that, but I, I think just in general, like, well, you know, as a kid, when I started watching these movies, it was just like, I, that had never like occurred to me, obviously. Um, and I think it was also a combination of me growing up in totally white Tawasson. <laughs> yeah, um, fair. That I was just like, I don't, I don't see anything in this movie like this movie is just so relatable to me this is just like you know going to school or whatever um in a high fantasy world but it it, you know I think that there should be a reckoning with Lord of the Rings and I think that there should be um more conversations about the depictions especially with the orcs and with all of the um with with the elves even as well yeah just um yeah how long yeah. how old is the first movie again because i actually didn't write that down like what year so, did it come out uh so i believe it the all three it was it was 2001 2002 2003 i believe right yeah I believe. and like the thing is i get it it was like cool and normal to describe 
uh, like beautiful people as fair. Um, but yeah, like looking at it now, it's always so interesting because I'm like, that's such an, that's such a gross description of beauty. Like describing someone as fair when you mean beautiful, um, is so normal in so much media, but it's so gross. I'm like, I, I mean, it goes, it, that shit goes deep um it goes back a long way yeah oh yeah 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 and it happens not like limited to any one area either like fair and lovely is like a huge like that's still a thing you know and they changed their name recently did you know fair and lovely is like the whitening cream that's very popular in india it's like billion dollar business um and because of the because of the um black lives matter movements like rise last summer or the summer before um they had a bit of a international reckoning and they changed their name but it's still the same product <laughs> so now it's called fuck i can't remember what it's called it's not fair and lovely it's just lovely yeah i think it's it's something else it's something else that i was like okay so you're not you're not removing the product you're not changing the fact that it's a whitening product but it's called something else nice racism is over actually um but okay so these movies i find that exposition chunk at the beginning so funny because they're like they gave the nine rings to the men and i was like well that's your first problem right there <laughs> that's that's the biggest yeah. mistake you could have made and then they're like the hearts of men are easily corrupted and i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> i know the most relatable part of the movie the literal i was like now you're speaking my language that's just facts right there i was like yeah. it's the truth and why did you do that and did, did it come to bite you in the ass oh you know it did oh yeah but I do like the way they establish the the lore and the stakes right away. And then we get into the actual story. And then Gandalf comes to town with his little um, fireworks display. And I do love that they smoke weed. Yeah. yeah they're uh, pro-weed in the Shire, I believe. I Everything's green. fucking love that. Everything's I green. I love it. I was like... Oh, Okay, Shire, like that's that's where I want to be. Um, yeah, it was very fun because also like it comes back around a few times. And I, I remember asking you like, is that weed like weed? And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's weed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just weed. It's not like a mythical, mystical weed. It's just straight up weed. And I was like, that's great. That well, it's probably called like the, the you know, the magical long bottom leaf or whatever. Oh, my God. But the it's names. still weed. It's weed. Let's talk about the names. Okay. Let's talk about it. We have to talk about the names. Because <laughs> I have a, re I would, every time I would get drawn into the story, every time I'm like invested and just like at the edge of my seat, like what's going to happen? Somebody would show up and say some shit. Like, this is Elrond, son of Elgrond. This is Gimli, son of Gloin. This is Smeagol, his brother Deagle. I was like, what the fuck are you guys? What the fuck are you guys doing? What is... Come on, let me take this shit seriously for five minutes. I can't... Every time I get drawn in, they say some dumb shit, and I get pulled right back out again. And I get it. I get it. I respect that it's a staple of the genre. However, however, I cannot change the fact that that shit cracks me up. Because I'm like, you could... Oh! Oh, and then they have that one horse. They have that oh. one horse. Horse. Bill. They have the horse named Bill. And I was like, are you joking? Are you joking? This is Gimli. That's Aragorn. This is Elrond. And that's fucking Frodo. And the horse is named Bill. <laughs> the horse is named Bill. What's next, Steve? Paul? 
I want a side story written about all the lore. Dude, honestly, I want a side story written about like all of the dragons and all of the all of the horses and the and the elephant creatures, and they all have just like random white guy names. They're like, this is Paul the Oliphant. (laughs) This is is Brenda, (laughs) Brenda the Snake. Wait, your mom's name is Brenda. Why did I? My mom's name is Brenda. (laughs) I met her too. Tell her that wasn't intentional. Um, That's okay. But yeah, but for context, my mom is not white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but her name's Brenda. Her brain name is Brenda, but her, but she's not white, and I love that. I think that's yes. very funny. <laughs> I will say though that as we continued through the story, I felt like a tightening in my chest that did not give out until I like until I saw the first woman on screen, and then I was like, oh, thank God! Oh, there she is. Yeah. There she is. It's a white woman, but I'll take it. I'll take what I can get honestly in this series well let me ruin this for you please in the book it wasn't her that was there what it was it was this other character named glorfindel shut the fuck up name first of all get a name um, also a man that or well it was no he's an elf uh wasn't shown at all in the movies but he's the character that comes to save frodo and meets up with them and takes him to rivendell uh... i'm glad they changed that to arwen in the movie honestly gave her a lot more uh stuff to do yeah she isn't doing half of the things no. in the books that she's also, doing in the movies no but literally what did she even do because except for if they, if you take away that one original act where she saves frodo's life thank god but then she goes back to her house and then she's like i would give up immortal life for you and he's like i don't want you to and then they continue <laughs> on their journey and then that's it like that's arwen's deal until she's dying for no reason yeah and then i was like oh. why is she dying She's an the immortal- dying part yeah. was also added by the movie. Why was she dying? Do you know why she's dying? For for dramatic effect. That's oh, why, she's why do they keep doing that? In the that? books, she was, not, she was not dying in the books. It's so she was ridiculous. Just there. It's, it was, they, yeah. they keep doing that. They're like, this woman is so heartbroken that her life is ending. Like, they keep doing that to female characters, often very powerful or smart female characters in these movies. Like the same thing happened in Star Wars with what's her name? The wife of uh, the guy with the mask. Oh my God. Darth Vader's wife. Oh, Padme. Padme. (laughs) When Padme was just dying. She's just dying. They're like, why? She's so grief stricken. She's just, Oh, she's dying away. (laughs) Dying of a broken heart. I was like, no, she's not. She's dying of the curious case of plot device. Okay. This is, this is the, like, we're in 21st century, like, dying of grief. Like, let's throw that out the window. Can we in please? General. Just like, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. Also, it only affects one gender, apparently. Yeah. It only affects women. Women are, oh, so weak. Yeah, make so, a movie where a man dies of grief. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, gender equality. I want men to be dying left, right, and center just out of a broken heart. Come on now. It's so <laughs> ridiculous because. Also, Arwen was freaking me out a little bit because her dad was the guy from The Matrix. Yeah. But she looks like Keanu Reeves. She looks like Keanu Reeves? Yes. I want a side-by-side face comparison of her and Keanu (laughs) Reeves because I was like, hang on now. She looks a little (laughs) bit like Keanu Reeves, but her dad is the guy from The Matrix. Also, these movies are a... They're like an Avengers of all of the people from different movies I've been watching for this podcast. Yeah. Well, um, 
I, you mean like Keanu Reeves as he looks like in the Matrix? Yes, 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 yes. Not Keanu I was Reeves now. Keanu Reeves now. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no. Keanu Reeves it. in the first Matrix. Yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves in the first Matrix and Arwen are the same face. Um, if you don't believe me, go look it up. I'm 100% right about this. And oh, have I... Casting. <laughs> yeah, have I checked? No, but I know I'm right about this. For sure. Um, another person who is a, a, a blast from the past for me, you told me that Saruman is Count Dooku? Yeah, yeah. That... So, yeah, I mean, Saruman, you know, he's a very... He goes... He has a long, long acting career. I mean, I think he's probably was most famous for being like uh dracula in like one of like literally like the hammer horror films oh back in the day um and then dracucu no that sucks (laughs) sorry that sucks go on (laughs) um but yeah and then so uh he had a resurgence in his acting career in like the late 90s early 2000s with those star wars movies and with uh, Lord of the Rings. But the cool thing I learned about him is that uh, in his 70s, he actually recorded a heavy metal album. What? Who says you can't do it all? I love that. If you're going to live that long, like, just do it. If you're, yeah. yeah. Hey, if you're still alive in your 70s and you're not making a metal <laughs> album, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you knitting? You're knitting for your grandchildren? <laughs> fuck off and make a metal album or get out of my face, grandma. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Um, and um, spoiler, not really, but because you're going to watch The Hobbit eventually. eventually. But he's, he's also in that and that was... One of the last movies that he made, I think, before he passed away. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Count Dooku. I was going to call him Count Doodoo, but now I won't. Um, I mean, I did just now, but I'll, I'll stop. Um, no, I liked him a lot in the movie. I liked the I liked the fight between the two old men early on. I liked when, um, what's his name? Gandalf slash Dumbledore. Um, I liked when he did a little Beyblade spin on the ground. That was very funny. <laughs> Um, yes. I was yeah. like, I want to see more of this. Make this the whole movie. Just, just whack Ian McKellen around like he's like he's made of rubber. That's hilarious. Well, early internet, right? Like when those movies came out, like that movie was the most like memed movie, I guess, besides Star Wars at the time. Right. And I just remember as a kid watching a edited video on YouTube where Gandalf was doing that spin around, and then they started playing the song that's like. You spin me right, right, right. And I thought at like at 11 years old, I thought that was the funniest shit in the world. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> you are thing. so allowed to swear on this podcast. Okay, okay. 100%. In fact, I, I encourage was, it. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest shit I've ever seen um, as an 11 year old watching that. Yeah, no, I would too. I mean, there's there's a lot of great, fun, memorable characters in in the movies. Um, I do like, you know, the original like fellowship of however many there are. They, I mean, it breaks apart real quick. Like it, does. it comes together and right away it starts to fall apart. Um, but I, I do like them. I like, you know, with these movies, it's always fun for me when I get to see moments that I have seen in like memes or like, you know, little clips or references that I know when I see them actually happen, it's always fun for me. You know, like the the one does not simply walk into mortar. Like that, yeah. like I've seen that a million times. Again, early internet <laughs> meme history. And the same with like, you shall not pass. Like I've seen that so many times online. So it was really fun to see it in, in its context. Um, and I enjoyed all of that. I do think 
that Frodo and Sam and and the other hobbits, which by the way, I can't I don't know what the other two are. I don't remember their names. Like I don't I, they look the same. They those two, I'm like they're interchangeable. I mean in the last one, I'm like, okay, Pippin's the idiot. Um but but Sam and Frodo, while they carry most of, you know, they carry the ring and their journey is like separate from everybody else's. I think that Sam is the hero of the story. Yeah. And that's, that's a popular opinion. Right. It's gotta be because there's no way that Frodo is the hero of the story. Frodo high key kind of sucks. I know it's not his fault. I know the ring is corrupting him, but still towards the end, I'm like, Frodo, get it together, man. You're going to, you're going to ditch your boy, Sam, for that wet rag with eyes named Gollum. Like, are you kidding me? You know, you're getting fucking manipulated <laughs> by, rag. Th- dude, I mean, he's disgusting. <laughs> and like, I feel bad for him. Obviously his story is sad, but also I, oh, I do got to say those shots where they have like the Smeagol and Gollum back and forth, um, I think are amazing. Like it's excellent. Well, they're horrifying. They're horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. But when they have that like cut back and forth between Smeagol and Gollum, like it's just it's fucking riveting. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny when he starts talking to himself. Yeah. Um, but just on the the Frodo thing, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's it's very interesting choice to have a main character who is essentially possessed for like the mm-hmm. entirety of the trilogy you know we never really get to see who he is or how he feels until the ring is destroyed and then you see at the end that the shire is not like home for him anymore he's just been so ruined by this whole entire traumatic experience that he needs to get out of there oh all Um, all of them like it was really kind of beautiful and poignant when they're all the four of them are sitting in you know like i don't know a tavern in the shire and and there's lo- like there's life and and uh, like joy and hustle and bustle around them, but the four of them are just like silently sitting there, holding their mugs and looking at each other because they've just gone through this insanely traumatic experience that only they can share with each other, and that nobody else here will ever understand because they're not going to leave the Shire. Like that moment was really beautiful. Um, and you know, they kind of quietly cheers. Like it was nice. It was really, it was a good acknowledgement of the journey and the trauma that they've all had to undergo. And yeah, I, I mean, you can tell at the end that Frodo is definitely the most affected by it because he was possessed by a fucking evil spirit for the last, however many months. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sam is truly the unsung hero because he basically, everyone was cheering for Frodo the entire time because he was the ring bearer, but Sam was doing the grunt work. Oh my God. Him up the freaking mountain of fire. (laughs) It's just like, dude, it's actually nuts. And I was like annoyed. I was pissed for, for Sam when at the end they like, they see that the ring has been destroyed and everybody's like, yeah, Frodo. And I was like, fuck no, no, nobody's cheering for my boy, Sam. Come on now. He literally carried that. If Sam had not jumped into the water and accompanied Frodo, Frodo would be dead. Oh, real. Yeah. No. Yeah. He would have. He would have died. He would have fallen off a waterfall. For literally. Him. Literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> screw the screw the freaking like spider situation at the end. Like he would have been dead long before that. Yeah. 
absolutely the, yeah the fellowship of the ring movie would not have even ended no <laughs> no no no. he would have been dead before like, he that be dead before that he would have yeah. been dead before the boat left the freaking shore to be honest exactly if sam was not with him also i take personal offense and perhaps you do too as a gay man that that sam and frodo did not end up together well okay i think Sam obviously can do way better than Frodo. That's true. Um, That's true. He can and he should. <laughs> and um hey, who's to say that like Sam wasn't into Frodo at all? You know, I mean, some of those scenes between them seemed very intimate. So steamy? Very, so romantic? Very, okay, very you know what sealed the deal? I mean, all of them, but at the very end, did you see that forehead kiss? Yes, of the course. The forehead was, kiss? I was like, was, come on. It was very, very um, passionate for a forehead kiss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, a forehead kiss to me is more intimate than a mouth kiss. Okay. You kiss my forehead, we're getting married, dude. Like, it's zero to 100. Kiss my forehead, kiss my... Okay, kiss my neck is a different situation. But kiss my forehead, we're going to church. Why would I get married in a church? That's stupid. But I, I like... I like that they are so close. I mean, I get it. Sam does deserve better than Frodo. Like, frankly, he doesn't deserve to be haunted by this experience for the rest of his life. I want him to have, you know, the cotton girl or whatever her name was and have that life. That's great. Yeah. But do I believe that, like, they don't, like, love each other and, like, you know, like, love each other? No. Love each other. I think I think they're a little bit in love. I do. I, and I think it's I think to not ha- to not at least acknowledge that with a little with a little mouse mouse smooch is um, <laughs> cowardice. It's cowardice. With a little gay sex. Yeah, <laughs> give me full <laughs> anal right now on, on screen, or you're a coward, Peter Jackson. Please. Uh, you want to make a cameo? Make a cameo in the background of a scene where Sam and Frodo are straight fucking. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, on, Otherwise, what's on, the point? On Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. In Mordor. <laughs> Dude, inside the cave with the spider. Like, the spider's watching. <laughs> That's terrible. That's awful. <laughs> the worst part about it is that on the internet, it probably exists. Oh, like, no, you're right. Like, someone has definitely thought about that. 100%. You're 100% right about that. Someone has made that happen. It, it lives somewhere on Wattpad. Oh, God. I can guarantee it. Someone's got that tattooed <laughs> on their body. No. Oh god. No. Well, okay. So the other character that we should discuss is our mm-hmm. our boy Aragorn. Aragorn. Okay. Aragorn. What's his name? Aragorn. There is an, there's says a, Aragorn. Okay, there is another R, right? Aragorn. Great yeah. name. Um, but I do. A.K.A. Strider. Strider. I hardly know her. Um, I do. I do like him a lot. Um, he. I mean, he's like the clear like, you know, the king figure, the man figure, the guy who's gonna like. You know, I don't think he's the hero of the story, but I do think it's clear that he's heading towards being the king and that's going to be like his leadership role is going to come into play. It's a lot of emphasis on like, you know, the bloodline of the kings and shit, but it's a cool redemption story for that bloodline, you know, because it was his great grandfather or whatever that fucked things up. And so I do appreciate that. Um, However, the fact that they were all like, yeah, he can be king after he let that worm guy go. I was like, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, come on now. 
Come on now. You were really bothered. You I was were really pissed. bothered about that. I was like, why would you let the worm guy go? You're going to kill a million people in every scene. Every time there's a fight, you're going to kill somebody. But you let the worm guy go? <laughs> the worm guy. He was the king's right hand man. Grima, worm tug, yeah. He was the king's right hand man who was try- he literally betraying him. He literally let Saruman possess his little old frail body. But you're going to let him go. Yeah. And for what? Now you're you know what? now killing someone is too much? Now? Yeah. Okay, I think the the mindset, I think that choice was made because the the, the villagers were watching Theoden do that. Like would they want to watch a live execution of this guy? Like I understand, totally he should die, but in front of the villagers? Okay, but Maybe. here's the thing about here's <laughs> the, here's the thing about English people, okay? And I'm not saying this is set in England, but they all have fucking British accents, all right? English people love live executions. That's that's true. That that's was true. the theater for them. Back in the day, that was live entertainment. <laughs> they bought tickets for that shit. They were that like That was the Friday. That night. was the Friday night. They're like I'm going to go watch a man get hanged. Like that's what they loved. Okay? They were like I'm going to I'm going to go and watch that and that's going to be my evening. I'm going to take someone out for a little date. Okay? To go watch a man die. Yeah. So do I believe that they'd be cool with it? Yeah. I yeah. do. I do. But I mean even even if Theoden didn't if they didn't want Theoden, like if they didn't want to watch the king kill somebody, fine. There's a million soldiers right there. Just have somebody yeah. shoot an arrow long distance or take him to the oh. back. That's so funny that you say that, though, because uh, the Return of the King extended edition, he actually does have a scene with him in Saruman, and that's how he dies. He gets an Legolas shoots him with an arrow. Well, good. Good job, Will Turner. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you should... I know we're recording the podcast now, but like, it's it's worth watching. Like, out the of all the deleted ones? scenes, mm. not just no, I wouldn't say watch all of the extended movies because that's a that's a long ass time even for me. I haven't watched all of them, but I do know that there is this one scene um, where Saruman and Grima in the beginning of the Return of the King have their uh, death scene essentially, mm. um, and I I think that should have been in the movie because it was a little weird. You know, Saruman, you know, who was the, the big villain of the two towers. Mm -hmm. And then we start the return of the king and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, he's up in his tower. He won't come out. He won't hurt anything. It's fine. Just leave him up there. Yeah. He has to remain under your guard, Treebeard. Goodbye. You know? Yeah, they kind, kind of, of weird. they kind of don't finish off that storyline because he was. He was like the big bad of the first two movies. And then he's just. And he doesn't show up. Then he's the just gone. Then it's like, now we got to watch out for the eye in the sky. Like that's. But like you've been doing that the whole time. Well, apparently, even Christopher Lee, the guy that plays him, was very, um, he was surprised that he wasn't in the movie when he saw it. Yeah. What's interesting about Saruman, um, though, is that he does, like, a lot of these, like, speeches, and there's a lot of connections with the way that he talks about industry and the forests and, um, and even the orcs to some degree, where I was like, this man is straight up giving a speech about, like, capitalism and slavery. Like, it was actually really cool kind of because it was a very um very direct commentary also the man is obsessed with ripping down old trees i was like this is john horgan live <laughs> in live in action like he, he was obsessed he was like i'm just gonna eviscerate the forests and so like when that 
uh, when the Ents come in and like fuck up his whole like metal establishment, it was extremely satisfying. But is that, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first person to make that analysis about Saruman or about capitalism and like, and like the slavery of the orcs because they're like it, he creates them and uses he i think there's even a quote that i wrote down something about like the they have the they're taking that the forests will fall and they have the arms of the orcs or some shit like that you know that that's their force that they're using yeah um interesting that you bring that up as well uh because when tolkien was writing lord of the rings um I think literally he was fighting in World War II. Mm. And then the story itself sort of became an allegory for the movements in World War II. Mm. And there's lots of like Tolkien analysis people Mm -hmm. that would argue that Saruman is the representation of Hitler in that sense. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that that definitely tracks. But, you know, if you want to view it through a modern perspective that's absolutely what he is he is he is he is politicians he is like he is the power at the top at the top of capitalism mm-hmm. um yeah it, it but i think i read something where it was just like uh saruman is like hitler because he has no uh respect for nature mm-hmm. and he had essentially been trying to industrialize every aspect of Isengard and every aspect of the kingdoms around him trying to like sort of conquer them totally um but yeah no that's what I got too is I think that's why I saw that like capitalism thing is like it's destroying it's destroying the environment in favor of industry and viewing that as like it was very explicit actually and um and yeah no I'm I'm that's very cool that there's that connection to World War II which I don't think I would have seen um, because I, you know, I, I'm seeing these movies in the year of someone's Lord 2021. And, um, so I don't necessarily think of like the historical context of where this comes from, but of course that exists. And of course that's ever present in the story. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Friends, we will be right back. We were talking about all the different like places in the different series and, mm-hmm. and how unique and well uh, well created they are and I I do love all of that one that stuck out to me was uh the men of the mountain the like the oh. dead people the dead men who live in the who hang out in yes. the, the little valley place yeah um it gave me very pirates of the caribbean vibes <laughs> yeah i was like absolutely this is a like i'm like i just watched these movies like they're they're back i was like it's an undead crew full of dead people like I, well you must be just sick of orlando bloom by dude now. <laughs> i was like william turner <laughs> is here like it was like i said avengers avengers like lineup of people from different movies that i've been watching recently <laughs> and i was like orlando Bro- orlando bloom is back he's very very slick in this movie so pale yes so pale so boyish <laughs> yeah. um i do like his little one-liners he would say like very like i mean because you know there's moments where you're like this is Right, this is a book that they have turned into a movie because they he would just say like little one-liners about like the moon is red or like some like he'll just like like there was there's like it's just like walking and walking and walking and then it stops and he's like the night is near and I'm like shut up (laughs) 
blood has been spilled. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> literally, exactly. Every single it's so dramatic, so intense, yeah, and very just like just right to one angle, like the beer is drank. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, but I, I mean, I do love it. I do love it. I think all the things about the movies that make them cheesy and ridiculous to me i think is why other people love them and i'm not saying that means i hate those things but i will i think always view those things with a layer of humor and perhaps cynicism and i can't apologize for it because it takes takes you out of it it does for sure It, it takes me personally out of it and i can i can appreciate that for a lot of people if this is a genre that you're really passionate about that maybe it doesn't take you out of it and maybe you yeah you love the realm that that you're in and and i was talking to some coworkers about lord of the rings and they were talking about reading the the books and stuff and and I was like, you know, it's like uh, Shakespeare. And one guy was like, it is nothing like Shakespeare. And I was like, relax, please. please relax. I did not say that Lord of the Rings is like Shakespeare. I'm just saying that, like, I can imagine that reading it um, as a child was probably very intense and difficult. And you may not have liked it. Sort of like how when children read Shakespeare, they probably don't like it because of the same reason it's very intense and the world building is can be different and it seems old english and you're like why do i care about this you know i get that but it's well it's so insane to me that he someone would argue that it's not like yeah Shakespeare. it's totally that's like the Shakespeare. thing the books have words that don't exist like shakespeare was notorious for inventing his own yep. language essentially and there's like the books are filled with just like poems in freaking elvish and even just english with altered words it does not parts don't make sense that it's just like there are literally like i'm sure there are people who are both like shakespearean analysts and also tolkien analysts i'm sure because it's just like there's so much to decode there they're very very similar yeah i mean Obviously, I've read way more Shakespeare than I have Tolkien. And by that, I mean, I've read some Shakespeare. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I just think like there's certain there's certain ways that the stories are told that I'm sure there I'm sure there are some similarities. And perhaps if there's someone out there listening who's an analyst of texts, hit me up. Let me know what you think, because I think I think that would be an interesting analysis to do to, to compare those two things, because it is very like the environment too like there's so many stories in shakespeare where the environment literally changes because something has gone wrong like there will be a storm because somebody killed someone you know like it's like why why would the sky care well they will blood has been spilled like that's that's life that's shakespeare you know what i mean um it's theater of the mind exactly exactly yeah. the whole world is a a stage baby um yeah i oh this other thing that i noticed about about um lord of the rings that I wanted to discuss, and it's sort of in that realm of like all the humans are white. Um, they keep they they refer more than once to the shadow in the east, and they call all the men the men from the west. And I yeah. find that very interesting because I mean I know what men from the west means. When I hear men from the west, I hear white men. Yeah. Right. That's- no, that's that's what it is. Um, yeah, the Haradrim, uh, which were essentially the eastern kingdoms of men that, you know, we don't get to explore really in the movies. Um, I I do believe that like there are like Tolkien analysts have 
put together that that's supposed to be like people from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Like that is they're supposed to be evil and like aligned with the darkness. Yeah, Um, that's what I got. After the War of the Ring, as far as I remember, the Haradrim were granted um, like they were granted to like live free in their own kingdoms. Um, So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I remember from the books because i remember i think it was the time before this that i watched lord of the rings with nick i was just like well that's kind of interesting isn't it so i looked it up Mm -hmm. and i that's what i found yeah because when i hear shadow in the east also like i hear yes um the like middle east but also i hear a bit of like yellow peril like i i hear like oh like they're they're coming for us kind of vibes of like the east and the oh the scary orientalist views of you know what is out there kind of and yeah i just you know i just don't love it when stories feature mostly white men like that's just i think we can get that out there i think that's just I don't think anyone's surprised at hearing me say that. And so, like, I think this story could have used more women, could have used more people of color. Because, like, how many women are in the entire three movies? Two? Four? Okay, we've got Arwen. Yeah. We've got we can count Galadriel. them on one hand. I'm positive. We can. Yeah. Arwen, Galadriel. Um, uh, oh, we've got the, the, the horse girl. Who's the horse girl? <laughs> I, Eowyn. This, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in king. love with. Uh, She's in Aragorn. love with Aragorn. Yeah. Um. Oh, and she has a cool moment because she's just like. I am no man. And Classic. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... I do like her. I mean, like, I'm not saying... The thing is, the women that are in the movies, every time they're on screen, I'm like, thank God. Thank you, God, for giving me a moment to breathe. Um, But yeah, like, there's just not... That's, like, what, three of them. And then there's, like, Rosie Cotton. So there you go. She's a, she's like, two lines. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's... I was about to call her Jessica Chastain. Not even close. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> not Jessica Chastain. Um... Oh my God! The other, the other elfish, elfish, elvish uh, goddess person, tall, beautiful, Kate Blanchett, Gladriel, Gladriel. Like I love her. I love that she's the narration at the beginning. I like how powerful and like you know how much space she takes up in the in the times that she is on screen. Her performance is amazing. Like the stillness in her performance is so amazing, and. And like, there's a lot of great performances in these movies, but yeah, I just, you know, if there's no, if there's no women in your story, I'm just not that into it. It's just the truth. And I mean, I get it. It's all war and stuff. Um, is any of this world supposed to be based in anything real or is it entirely fictional? Cause they mention a year. They mention like it's 12, like this, this wine is from 1286. That's from when I was born or some bullshit. So is that supposed to be an accurate timeline for the world? Like our world? No. Okay. No. Um, Tolkien built his worlds into different ages so you'd see some time that they would say oh this is the beginning of a new age or this is the the year 34 34 of the second age or whatever Mm. um so an age would be like a long period of time like thousands of years and i think that most of the dramatic elements of tolkien's work happened before the lord of the rings and there was lots of backstory and the elves are essentially have been around to witness all of the ages so thousands and thousands of years you saw that um 
Elrond, you know, even though he was in the present day there, he was also back with the freaking grandfather of, you know, Sildur and watched him not throw the ring. If yeah. I was him, I would have pushed him into the Dude, yeah. mountain. Dude, yeah. 100%. Like, why not? 100%. Murder him. <laughs> um, but yeah, the point is, is that um, the Lord of the Rings takes place at the end of the Third Age. And that was sort of the point at which the elves were leaving and they wanted they were just like okay we're gonna let we're gonna abandon the earth and then the fourth age which comes after aragorn becomes king that is supposed to lead into like literally like modern times so like the fourth age when aragorn becomes king that's just like not only did the elves leave but like magic in general and other species started to Uh, disappear and then humanity just sort of became like a mainstay sort of thing so that's that's how Mm. tolkien viewed it anyways interesting interesting um yeah i i was wondering what the what the setup of that was but i mean i do understand that it's a lot like i know the i know that tolkien guy wrote a lot of stuff (laughs) i don't know much but i know that he be writing is he dead? That's, well, not anymore. He's yeah, he dead. He's long dead. Oh, okay, yes. uh, that yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he's not. He'd not be writing anymore. Yeah, yeah. So he used to be writing. That's not a good sentence. Used to. Yes. Yeah, that sucks. Um. Well, I will say the second movie is the one that I fell asleep in, and that's all I really have to say about it. Is that that's a popular opinion as well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. I. It's fine. I fell asleep and. And then, you know, I tried my best to take notes and stuff, but I was like, let's just get, let's hop to it, baby. Let's just go where we're going. Um, But the third movie is the one where I couldn't even keep notes because I was too too entertained. That's very true. Um, I I think for a long while in my heart, I had a special place for the second movie just because of the amount of screen time that the elves get right because i really liked the elves for some reason i was just like oh my god i didn't want to be an elf it's because you like twinks aaron (laughs) exposing me right here on the podcast come on now come on we know who your boyfriend is my first exposure that was my first exposure to twinks in general and yes i wanted to be like them but no i liked that they had the scene where you know the elrond came through and then the uh the twinks (laughs) all showed up to help the men (laughs) um because that didn't happen uh, in the books. They kind of were on their own and the elves didn't show up. So I mm-hmm. thought that was a cool that, moment. Yeah, that was but, really cool. That yeah. was a, it was a nice moment. And I, I, I couldn't keep track of the name. So I remember joking and being like, oh, did Elgron from Elmeron show up? And you were like, yes, actually. And I was yeah. like, what? Because <laughs> I, I thought we were talking about the, the other, the blonde guy who was like, who had left, deserted the, you know, city of Rohan. Um, but yeah. it was not, it was actually Elrond of Elmgrond or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> I do like that the, one of the human cities is, uh, Rohan because they keep talking about the blood of Rohan and I'm like, brown boys are shaking right now. <laughs> I love that. It's, that's just a brown guy named Rohan. Yeah, dude. I know people named Rohan. <laughs> the king of Rohan is, is, uh, Rohan, son of uh, Tohan. Doh. Yeah. yeah, I love that your name. Your mom's name is Brenda, daughter of Splenda. S- daughter of Splenda. <laughs> <laughs> daughter of Splenda. Oh my god! I'm Rahat, son of <laughs> Fahat. 
You are Aaron, son of Mlaren. They're so good. Darren. Darren. Karen. Karen. That actually works, and I don't like it. Fuck that. <laughs> I I love the names. I can't I can't stop with the names. The third yeah the third movie, dude. I I just genuinely just really enjoyed it. Um, I think the whole section. So there's always plot lines where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it needed to be in the movie, but I liked it. I enjoyed this time. Um, like the whole like Boromir's dad being a fucking weirdo. Like he's straight up about <laughs> to light his son and himself on fire. I'm like, what is going on with you, dude? And then like Gandalf beats the shit out of him. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. This is why they call you Sir Ian McKellen. Okay. That was such a good moment. It was so oh. good. So satisfying because wow did i want to punch that guy in the face so like the third movie i think all in all just like it was just good well i think that they amped up the how crazy he was in the movie i don't think he was as crazy in the books i think he was just depressed right but they really made him out to be a villain in the movie and i enjoyed every time he was on the screen <laughs> yeah it was just like he's gonna be such an asshole and then um you know obviously the infamous uh scene where he makes pippin sing and he's eating the ch- cherry tomatoes yes, the gross. Down his face. disgusting it's like wow rahat is gonna love this yeah i fucking hate <laughs> tomatoes already and that scene did not make me like them e- anymore I was like, and that's why we don't eat tomatoes, because guys like that eat tomatoes, okay? Also, put the cherry tomato in your mouth. It's the size of a cherry. Why are you biting that shit, dude? What a weirdo. What a fucking creep. That sounds like, that's exactly the kind of thing that a guy who's about to light his own son on fire would do. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. I do want, I do want the, I want the boys to, like the, what's, what's their names? The boys. the boys, you know, boys. <laughs> that's all of them. That's all the characters, yes. um, all of the boys. But no, I do want, at, I wish that at the end of Lord of the Rings, um, the four, um, they're not dwarves. Hobbits. Thank you. The four hobbits. I wish they just got married to each other. Cause I think that would be cute. I wish it was like a double gay wedding. Um, because I think Mary and Pippin would be happy together. And I think Sam and Frodo would be happy together. Maybe except Frodo's extremely tra- traumatized. I think the only problem with that is that they're related. What? <laughs> Who's related? Uh, Mary and Pippin are cousins. Oh, and shit. And then Frodo is like a second cousin. And then the only one that's not related to them, I think, is Sam. So Frodo and Sam could have happened. Well, listen, if this is set in like a fictional version of England, again, I think they'd be okay oh, with they that. they would have been down. <laughs> they would have been cool with that. But okay, fine. They don't have to get married. That's fine. I do think <laughs> I do think there was a lot of tension though for cousins. All right? I do think there was a lot of a lot of sex I mean, again, that's very appropriate for for 1260s England. Um I um I love I love that at the end like everybody bows to our four hobbits because I'm like, really what this movie is about is the power of a short king. Why do you think I love the movie so Honestly, much? Honestly, I get the reason. it. I sh- that's the reason. That's the representation <laughs> short kings everywhere have been yes. waiting for. Yeah. Is the fucking hobbits because. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a rise for them. You know, what a, what an, yeah. what's a, what a beautiful moment to be proud of. It's like at the end, the king bows to them. I was like, let's go short kings. This is yeah. it. I think all guys like five. What? How tall are you? 
you don't have to expose oh, yourself like, if you don't want to, but like it's your life. I'm five six. You're five six, yeah. Any like any men like five six, five seven, and shorter, like just Lord of the Rings it up. Just play that and be like, see, I am powerful. <laughs> I am. I am valid. I am. I can take a ring to Mordor. I could take a ring to Mordor, bitch. <laughs> I could take a ring to Mordor like nobody else, especially if I had another short king with me. Or th- yeah. Two others. Gollum technically also qualifies as a short king. <laughs> He was once a hobbit. Gremlins everywhere felt seen. <laughs> felt so seen yeah. by him. <laughs> I felt really seen. I am a gremlin. Yeah. Um, no, I I do think, like, I get the hype. That's the cool thing about it is, like, after after watching them, I'm like, all right, I get it. I have yeah. I have my qualms, as I, as I am ought to have, um, as I think anybody watching these for the first time in the 21st century would have. Um, should have should have I mean if you okay for real if someone else watches these movies for the first time and they're like 100 out of 100 no notes I'd be like okay did you watch the same movie that I watched (laughs) (laughs) because like I definitely have notes if like Peter Jackson shows up I'd be like hey so why are all the people white what's the deal um I would definitely have that conversation along with hey where's the women um but I would have that conversation with most directors so that's that's just life um I think the I think the most unfortunate part about that is that everyone that worked on the movie can just essentially scapegoat that responsibility off of them and say, oh, well, that was just how it was in the book. Do they say that, though? Do they say, like, oh, all the people are white? No, they don't. But they say that all the people are, like, men or they don't. Right, right, Tolkien right, right, did right. not write as many, like, he, Oh, yeah, that tracks. That fully tracks. <laughs> Similar to Shakespeare in that way. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Shakespeare wrote women sometimes. Um, here and there. Here and there, now and again. Uh, <laughs> some of them have agency. Some of them, a lot of them don't. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's, there's something to be said for like, this was written a long time ago, sure. Um, but if you were watching it for the first time in, in 2021 and you don't have any issues with like the insane issues with representation, like that's... I mean, you're a different person than I, obviously. But I mean, overall, I do understand why people love it so much. I think the world building and the, the yeah, like the characters and the story, the plot is super compelling. Loses a bit of steam in the second movie, but pulls it, pulls it together by the end. Um, so I do like it. I do think they're, oh my God, so long. So long. Yeah. These movies are well, so long. Well, that's why we didn't watch the extended because yeah. it's just like it's not worth somebody it. Somebody said that to me. <laughs> somebody said that to me today. Somebody messaged me and they were like, they were like, you better be watching the extended versions. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not. You you will bet I am not doing that. Oh, you know, I'm not, <laughs> ma'am. I have other things I also have to do. If this if this podcast was the only thing going on in my life, then maybe. But also, then still no, because why would I want to watch hours of people walking? Even I, yeah, even I. Even you. The most, the most Tolkienist, Peter Jacksonist, you know, purist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the extended. I've seen some scenes, but I think that the actual extended movies are like, you gotta be a hardcore fan. Well, you know, there is, you know, there's fans of the movie and then there's fans of the books. Right. You know, and I think that. Um, right, that's an important distinction. There is a that is an important distinction because you know there's a lot of people that uh, look at the movie and think that it's a bunch of bullshit compared to the books, and you know vice versa, and I think that there are people that say that the extended versions are more faithful to the books, mm. but all you need to know 
in my personal opinion, and I know all the Lord of the Rings fans are going to come after me for saying this, but I think all of the important bits are in the movies, Mm. even though there's so much. Like, there's characters literally removed left and right from the films. Mm. But when you look at, when you read the books, it's just like, okay, we're, we're in the, you know... We're in the whatever forest again with another a new creature that is, you know, not going to help you on the rest of your journey. And then you move past it and then you get onto the next place. So basically everything that needed to be done mm-hmm. was in the movie. Right. And I mean, as someone who's watching these movies for the first time, I do appreciate that. Because if I had to just watch like pointless plot lines where like something happens, but like it doesn't connect to the main plot line. I'd be annoyed and bored out of my mind. So I do appreciate that this this is even the long ass movies we watched were the shortened versions. I do appreciate that greatly. Um, well, question for you. Like you have been a Lord of the Rings fan for a long time. Do you have any qualms with the Lord of the Rings fans? Like with the fandom? Do you have any, do you have like positive things to say about them? Do you like, what's it like being a fan of Lord of the Rings? So this is like a, this is a huge community. Full of, I'm sure, yeah. a lot of different people. Yeah, you know what? In general, my experience hasn't been so bad. I actually think Lord of the Rings uh, fans are not as annoying as you might think. Mm, cool. um, and I think that there's lots of fans that are quite studious and that might try to, you know, one-up each other with the amount of knowledge that they have of the Tolkien universe or whatever. Right. <laughs> but uh, in general, it doesn't get that very heated because I think there's little to leave up to discussion Mm. um, in terms of uh, what happened or what didn't happen because Tolkien literally wrote every little detail that happened. So there's not much to argue about, you know? Right. Um, But yeah, I started getting involved with Lord of the Rings fans and the fandom at a very young age. I was literally like 12 editing. Like I would (laughs) go to school and come home after school and be like, should I do my homework? No, I'm going to edit the Lord of the Rings wiki. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that was that was my fun pastimes um, uh, hobbies and um yeah no that was a, learning about the different characters that don't show up in the movies or that are you know um not talked about as much i think that's a, a good point at which the fans can connect be like oh this is my favorite sort of obscure ter- character and then another person could be like oh that's mine too so there's been there's been lots of that and uh you know i will say the devotion does go a bit far mm. um but that, that's you could say that about anything oh totally i mean there's a bit um, of that's there's a reason why fandoms like people are can be fanatic that's the that's the whole thing exactly yeah um we can talk about it more if you decide to bring me on for the hobbit but mm. one of my friends uh had there's this item that they use in the hobbit there's this large black arrow and it's like six or seven feet long i want to say anyways she was so into it that she bought a 500 hundred dollar replica of said arrow that was to scale oh my god and displayed it in her room it was very what do you do <laughs> with that like, it's just a showpiece wow yeah wow anyways yeah, i mean that's 
people are dedicated. I, I got to respect it. I mean, part of the reason I, I like doing this podcast is because I like hearing from people about the things that they love, you know, and I, I can respect that people love something, even if I don't necessarily love it the same way. And, and I'm glad, I'm glad there's not a lot of infighting going on in the Lord of the Rings fandom. Cause I can say that's not true about a lot of different fandoms. So, yes. yeah. so that's really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you would want to say to, to fans of Lord of the Rings or to the listeners here today about Lord of the Rings? Well, okay. Um, if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings that is listening to this podcast, and this is the first episode of Rahat's podcast that you're listening to, I would say take another look at the way that the orcs are described and the entire social commentary that Lord of the Rings is trying to put forward and try to view that from today's lens try to like notice the flaws that are happening um because that's super important and i feel like i picked up on that too late and i don't want it to be too late for other people um but you know if this is like your you know the eighth episode or seventh episode of the podcast that you've listened to from raha you already know (laughs) probably (laughs) you already know that yeah um but yeah Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, I think there's a lot in this series, a lot that I would never know just by watching these movies. And, um, but the one thing that, yeah, that I picked up on right away was that coding of, of the orc. So I, I mean, if you're listening to this, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about that. Tell me if you felt a similar way or if you can maybe analyze that through that lens now, I'd love to hear what your thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) one last thing. Um, the the orc in the return of the king oh, with the skull on his my head. god let let's just tell let, let's tell the girls let's what, tell the girls what happened. listen <laughs> listen we have to talk about the orc that had a skull on his head so they pan to all of the orcs and there's this one orc in the final battle that has a second skull taped to the top of his head which <laughs> it's like that's not serving any that's not armor that's not protection. That's not a weapon. Baby, that is fashion. It's fashion, honey. <laughs> it's yes. fashion, baby. She is giving us looks. And I love that this orc went through the process. Like, because they brought the cutoff heads of all the soldiers that died. Like, Boromir's <laughs> brother died. And, like, all these other people died. But they, and they come back and they toss those heads at the people because they're like, ah, war. Yeah, yeah. But this, what, it's a, this is not one of those skulls. This is a different skull. <laughs> He he opened up his closet in the morning and he was just like, which skull am I going to put every, on my head? Every day he, lo- he opens his closet, it's just <laughs> racks upon racks of just skulls. Different skulls taped up and then they're, he chooses, he's like, mm, I don't know, I don't feel like that skull today. And then he puts it on, he wraps it, <laughs> yes. he looks in the mirror, gives himself a little wink and he's like, now we go to battle. I it was so camp. I love it. I love the, the orc. The one gay orc. The one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one gay orc with the, with the fucking skull strapped to his head. I am obsessed. I want a movie just about him. Yeah. yeah. Please. Oh, oh my god. Awesome. An origin story. An origin story, yeah. truly. Yeah, dude. I I do love I do love I have to say I do love the there's the soundtracks, like the the moments, there's so many moments that are so beautiful and so just like magical because of the soundtrack, the art design, the like the there's the design qualities throughout the films are just impeccable. You're really transported to something otherworldly. Like it's just I mean, you can tell these movies have a lot of experts behind them and 
you know, I really, regardless of how I feel about, you know, Gimli, son of Goloin, I still think <laughs> that the artistry behind it, like it's, it is, it's, it, it's amazing. It really is amazing. Yeah. And, and I mean, anybody watching these films can definitely respect that and acknowledge it, you know? Um, I just hope that if they continue making more stuff in this world that they, I don't know, have more women. That'd be cool. Have more POC. More POC. In general. Just like, like put me uh, in the movie. It's, Maybe that. Put me with yeah. a skull on my head. I would like that. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. Are, there make, are they making more Lord of the Rings stuff? Um, no. So the book, well, they are. Yes. Uh, the books are done because the guy's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, so I meant in the Hollywood three... sense. In the Hollywood, yes. Um, so they have the Amazon Prime show, and I don't know who's behind that. I don't know if it's Peter Jackson. I don't think it is, okay. which is interesting. Um, but I heard that the budget of that show is literally in the billions. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh my Which god. Which is crazy. And I think it was hold on. I want to just make sure I read that right cuz I don't want to be saying anything not true. Yeah. But I think it's set to premiere basically the Amazon Prime series comes out September 2nd, 2022. Cool. There. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. But yeah, that well thanks Thank you so much, Aaron, for being on this episode. I think we've covered all the major questions I had about Lord of the Rings. I hope we got to talk about all the stuff that you wanted to talk about with Lord of the Rings. Absolutely, um, yes. Because, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's an excellent movie series. I think it's a little bit too long for my taste. And some elements of the high fantasy I'll never get over. But I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah me too. Oh, Rahad, it was so fun watching it with you. Yay! Like, uh, oh, dude, we'll do it again. We'll do it again sometime. And this time, yes, of course. I'll be high again. And then it'll be oh, yeah. it'll be high fantasy. High, 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 fantasy. high, high fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'll enjoy it even more that time. Awesome. Looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Of course. Take it easy. And there you have it. I hope you all enjoyed our fun, sexy little discussion about The Lord of the Rings as much as I did. I really had so much fun watching these movies and discussing them with Aaron, so of course a huge, huge shout out to him. I briefly mentioned at the beginning of this episode that Aaron is a podcast host, but Aaron is actually also the founder of the Triple S Studios Podcast Network and the host of The S Rank, where he and his friend William talk to people in the video games industry about their unique stories. So go check it out and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at MoiseOver. As always, I want to hear your thoughts about something I said in this episode or not, like literally anything at all, which you can share with me through the OK Fine community Discord, which is linked in the bio of the podcast Instagram. The Instagram, of course, is at OKFine, I'll watch it. By following the Instagram and joining the Discord, you can stay in the loop with what I'm watching next. And of course, you can recommend what you think I should watch. And hey, if you want to pitch yourself as my next guest, <laughs> hit me up. I might listen to you. Finally, please remember to subscribe to or follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and rate and review if you liked this episode. Now that's everything from me. If you join the Discord, I will see you there. Okay, bye.